Hello and welcome to the Eldrick Church in the Community podcast. It's fair to say that we don't really know what we're doing, but hey, let's give it a go anyway. And this week, our co-host is Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Hello, Sue or James. <laughs> I'm afraid this week James is dozed up on antibiotics, which is a bit sad. But oh, uh, poor we, James. Yeah, oh. we hope he gets better very soon. So, so you've got me standing in instead. So, um, how are you doing, Margaret? I'm fine, thank you, Sue. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm really good. So um, we're going to be in a little while, we're going to be interviewing uh, Daniel, who is the Daniel Lomas is the head teacher at Eldwick School. So we're very excited about uh, listening to what he has to say. So that's that's coming up. But to begin with, we'll talk about uh, what we what we've been up to that's made us happy recently. What's um, what's going to give us some good vibes Are you able to start with that then, Margaret? Well, I don't know about good vibes, but I'm sort of spending the week um, marshalling down at the health centre so that people can have their vaccinations. Oh, wow. That's that's an interesting one. And uh, how's that going then? Oh, it's gone really well, but it's surprising. People are coming in and greeting me and I'm thinking, I've got a mask on. How do they know it's me? And uh, I mean, one lady um, came in and she was a health visitor and she said to me, oh, you made my son's birthday cake on a school residential. And I said, oh, and I have no idea how she recognised me. And I said, oh, um, sometimes when we went on school residentials, um, because I don't know if people realise that I've been the governor for 21 years now at school. And um, she just said to me, um, you know, oh, yes, he was really pleased because you made him a cake. Well, on some of these residentials, um, we had to do our own catering. And this child obviously told us the day before it was his birthday the following day. Mm-hmm. So I said to this lady, I said, um, your son will have been 10 years old at the time so she said yes so I said how old is he now she said he's 24 and an ambulance driver oh wow <laughs> so I thought oh blimey but it's amazing you know it's one thing I've I've sort of done this last week mm. um but um uh, it, it, you know, it's very worthwhile doing a lot of people come in very very nervous but we soon calm them down. Mm-hmm. I bet it's quite a joyful thing as well from, from what I sometimes hear on the radio that uh, everybody's very relieved, everybody's pleased that it's their turn. So yeah. um, I've never known I've never known people enthusiastic about having an injection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's their turn and that's, they're so that's chuffed, that's chuffed that they are doing this, you know. Oh, but, excellent, um, excellent. You know, and, I've been busy baking this week and taken some baking out to one or two older people who have um, who are stuck in. 
Mm. And um, I've been making lemon drizzle cake. So. Oh. <laughs> no, don't do that. You're making me hungry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sue. <laughs> oh, well, um, I don't think I can... Um, get to the giddy heights of being a marshal at a vaccination centre <laughs> but uh, this morning because um, I have uh, a large and fluffy dog yes. and I was out very early with the large fluffy one and uh, I could hear a woodpecker I was in the Prince of Wales Park and I, I seem to it's the time of year isn't it it's spring we're hearing the birds some of the the big birds out on the moors the curlews and the lapwings oh, they're coming back at the moment that's right and this woodpecker was hammering for all it was worth and I just got nearer and nearer to a tree and uh, saw this tight well uh, small bird flapping around and I stood for ages watching and eventually it, it did stop flapping around and there it went and the woodpecker noise was there again so I, I actually saw it because very often we hear them but we don't see them so I, I count myself um, very lucky to have seen the woodpecker this morning or <laughs> one of the many woodpeckers that grace our woods round about Eldwick oh, so that's, that's yeah that's my my happy thought for the week well one of mine this morning was not quite as happy because I got some uh, plants ready to put out in the garden and um, pr um, like primroses and things like this. And I found two woodpeckers taking the middles out of oh. every one of them. Oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, squirrels, squirrels. Oh, squirrels, yes, I was going to say. Yes, yeah. yeah, squirrels, um, my. Yeah. We have a lot of squirrels by us and um, they do get rid of an awful lot of my plants, but I've got some beautiful daffodils, I suppose, like you have at the moment. Yeah, so spr spring is around the corner. Spring it's is almost upon us. Coming. Yes. Absolutely, you know. So now it's time for this week's quick quiz. But first up, the answers to last week's quiz on musical theatre. So question one was, what musical based on a book by Roald Dahl features songs such as Revolting Children and When I Grow Up? Well, the answer was Matilda the Musical. Question two, how many letters are there in supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Well, the answer was 34. Question three was, what musical starring Lin-Manuel Miranda tells the story of one of America's founding fathers? The answer was Hamilton. Question four was, complete the lyric from the musical Annie. The sun will come out blank, and the blank was tomorrow. And lastly, question five. What musical tells the story of Henry VIII's six wives? Well, the answer is the musical is called Six. So there you go. Right then, on to this week's quiz. And this week's topic is science, because I've been getting... I've had a complaint that the um, the questions are not based on topics that are well known enough. So I'm not sure if this is going to be better or worse, to be honest, but it's moving on from sort of popular culture kind of stuff. So hopefully it will give some people a fighting chance at getting some of them right. So question one, what is the most abundant gas in the Earth's atmosphere? Question two. What is the name of a material that cannot carry an electrical charge? Question three. In computer science, what does USB stand for? 
Question four. What is the biggest planet in our solar system? And lastly, question five. What name is given for the number of protons found in the nucleus of an atom? Right then, that's it for this week's quick quiz. The answers will be, of course, in next week's podcast. Right, so we'll push on and uh, we're going to say hello to Daniel. So now we're uh, really pleased to have Daniel Lomas with us, uh, the head teacher at Eldwick Primary School. So hi, Daniel, and welcome to the Eldwick Church and the Community Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for, for inviting me. I think this is the first podcast I've ever been involved in, so a little bit nervous, but um, it's good to be taking the first steps into the world of podcasts. <laughs> that's great. That's That's absolutely great. Okay, well, I, I think um, Margaret uh, is going to interrogate you. Um, well, maybe that's the wrong word, interrogate. Oh, thanks, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Margaret, over to you for a moment then. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the same for me, Dan. I'm, I've never done a podcast before, so it's a bit new to me as well as this. But, um, right. Maybe, um, it's the, maybe it's the start of something big, Margaret. You never know your luck. <laughs> Um, right, how is Eldwick Primary different to your last school, Dan? Well, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, actually, I think the thing is that it's actually really quite similar um, to my last school. There are there are more similarities than differences, really. Um, and that's a really positive thing, actually. I think very similar in, in the way that, first of all, they were both quite large school they're both quite large schools how, how, is, how many was on your last school so um at, at my last school there were uh, 450 pupils ish oh. and and at eldwick um it's more like 540 ish obviously there's variability oh. all of the time but so it's a, it's a little bit bigger um but they both both schools serve um village areas with what i would say really strong community a really strong sense of community um, my previous school was North Arum over in Halifax, um, and obviously at, at Eldwick, both both areas have got a really strong sense of com of, of community, um, and they were both schools. They are both schools that are really well supported by the local community. So, you know, any any links with the with people um, who live in those villages are, are strong, um, and and I, I found with Eldwick um, the village with the school and want to want the school to be a, an integral part of the community and I think also um, similar in the fact that the that both both villages um, both schools had uh, existed where the the, the the community was passionate about education um, which which is a is a really good thing so I think you know in in both places certainly um, the pressure to get it right is there you know people of Eldwick um, are really passionate about their children getting the best possible deal um, from education. I think that was the same at my previous school, which which is, which is a, a good thing. Um, so I think it's more that they're they're really similar. I think Eldwick is is um, is just just a little bit bigger, really. That, that, that's what it is. I think. Yeah. Gosh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
How did it go on last week, welcoming uh, all the year groups back? Okay, well, it went really well. I mean, I mean, of course, everybody wants the children to be in school. Um, and all of the time, all the way through the last year, we've felt it acutely when when the school hasn't been fully open and it's been really, really challenging for us and for the whole community. Um, so the, the first thing I would say is, is welcoming them back each time. We've welcomed all of the school back. Um, it's gone really, really well. I think the thing for me, and you've, you've been a part of this actually, Margaret, the thing, the thing for me that is an indicator of it going well is when you're outside in the morning um, and on the very first day this happened and has happened, um, has happened throughout the week uh, since we've been back, the children are really resilient and they are really eager and they want to come to school. And so yeah, they've all been, today they were all running into school and they were absolutely, absolutely full of it. I think some of the parents are like they, they look and, and they're like waiting for the, the hug or the kiss from, from their child and the child sometimes they don't even look back. <laughs> no, um, <they> don't. <laughs> and, and I think that's a really good thing and I would always say with Eldwick um, the vast majority of those children are really keen to come to school and um, their resilience shows. Um, it, it, we try to prepare them through the home learning uh, and the families try to prepare them for, for coming back to school after these closures but actually they're, they're just like yeah we know what it's like we're ready obviously the subject who need a little bit more support and encouragement but they're they're certainly ready to come back so it was a real positive um, and I think the other thing that I would say from the positive perspective was you could detect the relief from families <laughs> yes, uh, you relief. could. <laughs> they, they, they were literally breathing a sigh of relief as they left the children uh, to it because, of course, through the pandemic and through the, the lockdown, you know, it's been an absolutely huge challenge for the families. You know, we've we've we feel really proud of the of the job that we've done in the offer that we've provided. But it's still really tough for those families when the children are at home and they've got to support in some way with the home learning. Um, so it, it's gone. It's gone well. Um, Everybody's followed the rules in the best way that they, they possibly can or are able to do. Um, but I think as well, the other thing that, that I'm really conscious of in thinking it's gone well is that we never, at the moment, we really don't want to um, relax. We need to keep being careful. We need to keep following those rules mm. because uh, we want to work together as a community to, to make sure that those numbers continue to fall. But it's been great to see them back in. I think the, the, some of them are quite tired. Um, you know, it's physically quite tiring. It's certainly tiring for the staff who've been at home as well. Um, the staff who've been at home, it, they've been on it all day long. Don't get me wrong, doing the remote learning, but the physicality of having everyone back in, I think it's been a, a well-timed, um, a well-timed thing that they've got. They've, they will have had three weeks and then they get the Easter break. Yeah. I think they'll be ready. They'll have settled back in, have a break, and then fingers crossed, the summer term can be one that's. Now, I've got my fingers crossed, but it's a term that's free from too much disruption. Mm. Well, a little girl this morning, I was in the, well, this afternoon, I was in the playground this afternoon, and one little girl came up to me and said, can I come back tomorrow? <laughs> and I said, yes, you can Bless. come back tomorrow. So she said, I love coming back to school. And then she just skipped off. <laughs> that's lovely. It was really uh, quite, you know, Warming, really. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. was. It was lovely. Yeah. And I, I think in those in those times, you know, there are there are difficult times for everybody, no matter what you're spending your days doing. But I think in the school, we're so fortunate that we we, we can have the routine, our relative routine, 
uh, we get to come to work and, and do those things. But when you're feeling, you know, a little bit fed up with the way things are going, as we all do at certain times, go and spend some time in those classrooms with those uh, young people. And, and Margaret, I know you'll know that it, it gives you a real, um, it a, gives buzz. You a real boost. Yeah, oh, a, a buzz and a boost. Definitely. Yeah, so, so, you know, there's lots of energy in, in that school as you as you walk uh, walk by. They're all in there and there's, there's loads going on. So it's yeah. it's an overwhelmingly positive thing. You know, yeah. nobody wants to see the school uh, shut. But of course, we haven't been fully shut. We've had key worker. Yeah, key worker. children yeah. and vulnerable children. Yeah. yeah. But, Thinking yeah. overall, Dan, what has it been like at the helm of the school during the pandemic? Well, I what I always say is, um, you know, it, it, as as le as a leader of a school or a, a leaders in a, in a school, um, you know, the the job can be really difficult. The job can be really challenging. You know, even in ordinary times, I think that mm -hmm. this has um, <coughs> this has provided challenge that you know none of us could have foreseen. So you know, you you can't say it's been it's been easy. It has been really difficult. But like I just said before, you know. Uh, as difficult as it ever gets, you know, I'm really aware that, you know, I get to come, I get to come to school and to do my job. And, you know, I, I think, I, th I think of those people who are less fortunate and mm. people who have had, you know, we all know people are having such a, a really difficult time through this. So it's been difficult, but it's been a situation where we've all had to, to step up and, um, and deal with some things that we never wanted to deal with. Um, uh, but we've had to do that. Um, We've had no choice, have we? Really, we had no choice. But I think no. what I would say is, um, the the job of, of being a head at Eldwick has been um, made a lot easier, and I've been able to manage the challenges uh, so much so much better because of um, the way that we work at Eldwick, the people who I get to work with, um, and through all of those challenges and all of those big decisions that we've had to make, I think I felt incredibly well supported. You know. We have incredibly supportive families. We've talked about the children. They make it. They make it easier um, because they're fantastic. Um, but the, then we've also got an amazing staff, and mm. um, the, the staff at the school have really pulled together and, and stepped up. You know, it's been everyone has had to do things that, you know, like I say, you never envisaged that you'd have to do. Um, but the, the staff have been amazingly supportive, and the governors as well, uh, as you as you'll know. Um, so I think I felt incredibly well supported um, through it. And, you know, if uh, if ever ever we're struggling with it, if ever I'm struggling with anyone, every, anything, I know that there is someone um, who can support and help um, and bring 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 ideas and bring suggestions. So, yeah, it's been demanding, um, but it's been a positive experience as well. Um, you've got to take the positives, I think. Uh, we're all trying to do that. It's not always easy, but, yeah. So it's uh, been okay. That's fine. Um, well, now, are there any particular plans for school looking towards the better weather and the summer? Yeah, I, I think it's an I odd mean, one, is that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's still it's still really tough. I think we, we still we still look, um, you know, at the moment we're looking to get to Easter um, mm. because it's it's about settling the children back in, and I think throughout it's about small milestones not getting ahead of ourselves and mm -hmm. um, obviously we've got to follow the the roadmap and follow the this the situation out there with with the restrictions and things and i think our, our aim this in the summer term is to look to ensure that we you know anything that we do um we do gradually 
um, that we that we reintroduce things through the summer really carefully and really safely. I think I think what everyone wants to see is ensuring that we do the best job of, of these children being back in and learning really well in school. I think that's important. I think we hope for some great weather. We want to get those children outside in the sunshine on the field. Um, like today. Doing plenty of, <laughs> absolutely. Like today, you know, it's great to look out of the window and see, you know, year four and three, um, I think it was, we're out there. Yeah. It's just great to look out of the window and see them all doing, doing the things that they need to be doing, which is learning inside, learning outside and um, you know it's, it's all those things but I think it's got to be gradual um, we don't want to rush into things um, and hopefully next year will be our first cracker something that is much more like a normal school year oh good well, fingers <laughs> crossed absolutely yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Crossed. Dan, absolutely. that's what everybody yeah. wants yeah uh, right Dan what does a headmaster do to relax well I, uh, yeah I mean that's a <laughs> It's uh, it's really difficult at the moment, isn't it? Because we're all so yeah. restricted in what we in what we do to relax. But you know, I think the first thing I would say is I'm a I'm an enthusiastic caravaner. So we have a touring caravan, and um, what we try and do is uh, normally we go away in as many of the holidays as we can. We we love. I have a I have two children. They're they're growing up fast, but two children and my wife. Um, we we go. Uh, touring around the country usually the lakes so we we really relish walking in the lakes uh, walking and mountain biking and road biking and a bit of running so lots of active pursuits i think that's the important thing to get out in the fresh air and, and try and keep as fit as, as i can that's what i like to do to relax um so plenty of plenty of active things um and i'm hoping that you know through this you've been still able to do those things but maybe not with with groups it's been a bit more solitary mm. and i'm looking forward to being able to you know get out with friends when the time is right so it's it's mostly getting out getting outside and enjoying uh, enjoying the weather really oh i, I hope well, you manage to do bit. that this summer <laughs> yeah i hope we all do we all do i think we're <laughs> well, all we're all yes. due, due a break yeah that's yeah it. we are uh, I don't think I have anything else, Sue, to ask. No, that's great. Thank you so much, Daniel, for sparing your, uh, your time um, so generously with us. Uh, yeah, we I, really I, appreciate I, it. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you're more than welcome. I was just reflecting before I came came on that um, the last, the last just it, it was November, it was um, Remembrance Sunday, I came across to the church um, and um, I, I remember joining in with the joining in and, and being a part of the the service that day and um it's not been possible since because suddenly we're in march and then you know i haven't been able because everything's been so different but i, I do have to say that i look forward to uh to visiting you you all again really and um, being a part of that sometime hopefully soon hopefully soon yes us too yeah. us too yeah. all right well yeah. thanks so much daniel okay that's, not a that's problem just great yeah, best wishes to you all. All right, bye then. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye. bye Dan. Well, that that was uh, that was really interesting listening to what Daniel had to say. That uh, 
you just uh, don't think when you think about the school children going to school, you, do, you don't really think about what goes on at the, the background, in the background, all the people in the offices, all the people behind the scenes just keeping the school ticking over. So uh, that, that, was, that was quite the interview. Thank you, Daniel. So now it's the bit in the podcast where we come up with a recommendation of something that we've been listening to or watching or reading in the past little while. Margaret, have you got, um, got a recommendation for our listeners? Well, my husband uh, for Christmas got the Captain Tom's book. Oh. And... Um, he is not a reader particularly. We can go on holiday for three, two weeks and he'll get to page 12 on his book. <laughs> but he got this book and I had a right job to get it off him. I mean, he'd come in and he'd sit and read it. Well, it's not like him. He doesn't sit and read books. Anyway, he finished it. So I took over and it was so interesting. I think probably because it was, a lot of it was around Keithley. Mm, where right. he, grew, he up. grew up there yes he grew yes. up and all the things he did mm. and things like that um it was really and i'd certainly recommend it to anybody this book um in fact i've just finished it and i have passed it on to somebody else now oh. and and they then they've said would i mind if somebody else had it after them because they were interested as well but it was a really interesting, it's well worth, I mean, it's, you know, a true to life, basically. Mm-hmm. And it is so, it's one of these books that you can't put down. Right. You it's really stayed with you for a while. Yeah, yeah. you haven't read it, so then. No, no, I, I haven't. I haven't. It's so... really well worth a read, okay. particularly, oh. particularly with it being local. Yeah. A lot of it's local. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That um, my recommendation is also in book form, and uh, I don't know if you remember going back. Oh, it's it's quite a number of years ago now. That on the television they had uh, Victoria Wood, and she was uh, housewife forty nine, and um, they used the war diaries of a lady called Nella Last, who lived in Barwin Furness. And as part of a wartime project, she wrote and submitted her diaries on a week by week basis. She, she sent them off and uh, they've been, they were reproduced in book form. And so you go from the beginning of war right, right the way through to the end. And I've been reading it and it just really struck me about um, you can say some of the parallels to they had restrictions, we've got restrictions, they had things they, they couldn't do, and same here. And so it's it's been quite um, quite striking, really, rereading it. I, I read it once a long time ago, and, and then I saw the, the programme on, uh, on television. I believe you can now still get Housewife 49 to watch if you're a member of um, one of the streaming channels I think it might be Britbox it's on um, oh, right. and it, it's just it's um, 
yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. And of course, Barrow was uh, was bombed quite extensively during the war. Another thing I didn't know. So um, the Lake District isn't that far no. away, is it? No, uh, not really. Yeah, yeah. We've all visited it. Absolutely, absolutely. And she talks about because, of course, with um, petrol being rationed, um, they used to before the rationing, they used to drive up into the lakes and walk around Coniston Water or whatever. Um, but of course, it, it then became something that they did very infrequently because they they couldn't drive, they didn't have the petrol. Uh, a lot of the buses weren't running the way they were beforehand, and then there was the bombing. So, um, oh, it really, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend that to anyone. So if you're looking for the book, it's called Nella Lasts War. Oh, right. Yeah. It sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mm. yeah. So, so there we go. Right, well, I think we're about there. Um, our time is up for the podcast for this week. So um, thank, well, you, thank very you very much, much Margaret. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, and we'll sign okay. off. Right. <laughs>